This is an exciting episode because you find out as you listen, along with us, whether we will be joined by Paul Williams. Second time in podcast history this yes. has happened? Yes. The first time was our first, first ever, ever interview. Guest. Our first ever guest, yeah, because our first ever interview was uh, the author of Black Mass. Was Oh, right. Oh, so, so yeah, first guest was Dick Lair. First mm-hmm. interview was Dick Lair. Uh, but first person, we were like, hey, let's try out this technology thing. Because mm-hmm. when we got Dick Lair, we like went to his like office hours, basically, and yeah. we're like, yo, let's talk. Uh, with Chris Dimantopoulos, we were just like, uh, his people said he would come on. <laughs> I don't know how. Well, what did we even use? How would we have recorded a podcast? I believe then? Skype. He called. He called in. Like, did we? Did, did microphones exist? How did? How did people do stuff? A rotary microphone. We had to crank it while we were. We were just, yeah, wouldn't be the first time we cranked it during the old podcast. Oh no! Oh no! You hear the stroke out thing? Yes, that was unbelievable. That, that was the best. That's of. That was Keith. I think that was Keith Hernandez. Like really telling on himself he was, yes like, what am i a creepy old man yeah it's like well yeah you just it's went like, well, there everyone's gonna get on me again for this it's like wait again wait what happened <laughs> i've done that before though i've talked about that where like someone says something and you don't told you can tell that they think everybody knows what that thing means yeah and your first thought is oh god it's like a sex thing i don't know how to do or <laughs> something uh i remember when i was uh younger Somebody was like, doesn't this thing look like an abacus? And I didn't know what an abacus was. Do you know what an abacus is? No. It's a sex thing you don't know how to do. No, yeah. it's a, uh, it's a um, old thing for like telling time or like it's like a, a clock, old, like calendar type, okay. thing. like a, a, a way that people back in the day. Um, All I know is abacus finch. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is his name. <laughs> uh but they were like, doesn't this look like an abacus? And I was like, oh, totally. <laughs> and then I... That's not, me answering like half your questions on the podcast. I'm like, ah, yeah. Yeah. Remember when I tricked you? I tried to trick you. I don't know if you fell for it. I said, uh, bunnies aren't real. Yes. They're like... Uh, that one really fucked They're like me. some of the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. They, they're just like made up for Easter. That's totally believable, though, if you were to say, like, no, bunny's not an actual thing. Right. It's well, just like a fake rabbit type of thing that they made up for. Which, it's true. Like, a bunny isn't a thing. It's a. It's just like a nickname for a rabbit. Oh, I don't think that's true. Isn't it? I think... What's the difference between a bunny and a rabbit? It's a bunny rabbit. It is uh, amazing that... Uh, this is our second episode debunking whether bunnies are real. It's even more amazing that that this probably didn't come up when we were talking about it last I time. I think it did. Uh, I think that that was like my my like gateway to believing you was like bunnies aren't actually an animal. It's just like a, a nickname, a secondary name for a rabbit. Okay. Um, now we can do the kiddie pool or we can jump in the deep end because the kiddie pool is... Bunny versus rabbit. But as I was typing that in, I forgot that there was a whole deep end, which is bunny versus rabbit versus hare. Uh, no, fuck hair. I don't want to yeah. touch the hair right now. Yeah. Uh, a rabbit is a small mammal and a bunny is a small rabbit. You can remember this because bunny and baby both start with the letter B. <laughs> Thanks. Explain police. it to me like I'm fucking yeah. one. Never yeah. mind five. 
Bunnies are usually small or baby rabbits. A rabbit is more uh, taxon- taxonomically precise than bunny, so you should use it in formal writing. So next time either of us are doing formal writing, make sure to mention uh, <laughs> rabbits. Uh, so I'm right. It's a bunny is just an, a bunny an, is a small a, rabbit. So it's like um, what's it, what's uh, like veal is a, isn't that like a. Venison is a small deer or something. We were talking, one of your friends goes to like meat parties where people bring like real crazy meats. And he was saying that uh, motherfuckers show up with like uh, kangaroo. Oh, kangaroo kangaroo was the one, yeah. And I wondered if like, since they do veal, do they do joey? (laughs) It's a good question. They're like, like, you just brought kangaroo? So like you wouldn't say that a joey is an animal. It's just a small kangaroo. Yes. So that's a, the same logic applies although, to bunnies. Although, uh, if you were to show me a picture of a joey, and I'm assuming the joey's probably at his house in his spot, mm-hmm. you know, where the joey goes. Yeah. Lives with Chandler. Yeah. Chandler pays all the rent. <laughs> yeah. Um. But if you were to show me a Joey and you're like, what is that? It would be more likely that I, and I think a lot of people, would identify it as a Joey than a kangaroo. No, I, I feel like most people would say baby kangaroo. Oh, really? Yeah. Are people not, people I'm not, not I'm know not, about Joey? I'm not hip to Joey. You're like, not hip to Joey? I mean, like, I know that it that it is what it is, but I, w- I, like, I would say that's a baby kangaroo. Okay, so Paul Williams is about to join us. He's going to uh, hop on. Is he? Hop. I didn't even mean to do that. Uh, he is currently in Australia. Yes. I do not want to immediately bombard a guest who's in Australia. You should. Though. With a million like Just kangaroo one. questions. That actually, is that like offensive? I don't know. I think it Let's, might be offensive if you do the accent. I, I wouldn't. Uh, but yeah, that's... Well, it's weird that we were talking about a... Uh, like, we just got here well, naturally. Why, why all, yeah, why are all kangaroos in, uh, like, kids' movies? Why do they always make them Australian? Because, I mean... They're it's probably the, the, common. Yeah. In, but, but there's got to be kangaroos in the United States, right? From Australia, maybe. They like, import them? Yeah. Are kangaroos... Wow. Exclusive. Dangerous is the first thing that comes Correct. up. Correct. I mean, they, they definitely are. I've seen too many videos of them just socking the shit out of people. Punch. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. They, they often. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as far as conventional science is concerned, kangaroos of any and all variety are endemic to the Australian continent. They are not found anywhere else in the world. So look at that. Wow. Not offensive. Wow. Man. Um, Th- those motherfuckers got a monopoly on kangaroos. <laughs> Holy smokes. Okay. Let's uh let's get to Paul. Brunch, hit it, boys. Let's talk about hair. Something that is important to a lot of men. I think they take pride in it. You listen to a podcast with a couple of fellas who like to make sure they're looking okay. On top of the old uh, dome piece. But there's a stigma when it comes to coloring hair. L'Oreal ran a survey of 2,000 men across America. And half of them have gray hair. 
and 44% of those respondents feel insecure about it. 70% of respondents felt that gray hair made them look older, and 38% already opt to cover their grays. So if you are looking to cover up those grays, as I am, as I do, you want L'Oreal Paris Men Expert, their new one-twist hair color. I told you about it last week. I'm going to keep telling you about it. It is... The first men's hair color of its kind, it offers natural, undetectable gray coverage thanks to its new, powerful, ammonia-free gel formula. It comes in all these different shades. It's so easy to match which one works for you. It comes in a little container. They give you the gloves. They give you everything. You just shake it. You twist it. It is easy. It's fast. It's easy. And it's the most natural way to color your hair. It can be hard to find the right shade when you're figuring out which one you want to do with these other companies, but not with L'Oreal. They developed a tool to help you find the perfect shade. That's L'OrealParisUSA.com slash one twist hair color shade matcher for men. At any rate, if you are looking to color your hair, to fill in those grays, if you aren't fully gray, if it's just popping up here and there, It's L'Oreal Paris Men Expert One Twist Hair Color. We have Paul Williams. Paul, what's up, my friend? Not a lot, guys. How's it going? Uh, To those who don't know, Paul Williams is a, uh, I was going to say American. I always like give people like a Wikipedia type introduction, but you're from New Zealand. You're a comedian, podcaster, beloved musician, Basketball and music lovers know his uh, outstanding album, Surf Music. And basketball fans should know his podcast, Advanced Analytics, with the great Guy Williams, his brother. Paul, super cool that you're chatting with us. I see you're rocking a Michigan shirt. Is that like some anti-Draymond Green type of vibes you're trying to put out there? This is my pajama shirt, and basically my brother gave me the shirt because it was too small for him. But actually, I've never really even thought about it being Michigan, but this is maybe a nod to the uh, Wagner brothers of the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Um, But it was not intentional, but I'll claim that now. Shout out to Franz and Mo Wagner. so weird because we had had a Mo Wagner shirt. discussion earlier yeah uh, during the first uh oh because i asked about nick stauskas i was like nick stauskas is on the celtics and you were like yes uh, i was like ah michigan basketball and wagner came up ah we've yeah. uh, w- unfortunately game two we're recording this ahead of uh game three game two is an opportunity for a lot of people to learn who are on the benches of the <laughs> yes. uh boston yeah. celtics and i was shocked when i saw stauskas come out i had no idea <laughs> Dude, we were in uh, Pete and I were in L.A. and one of the best decisions we made. I was so on a whim. We decided to go to a Lakers game, which you were in L.A. recently, so you know that like you go to a Clippers game. As long as you got three dollars, you live like a king. You can do whatever <laughs> yeah. you want in that place. But going to a <laughs> Lakers game is like more of a financial undertaking. But we were like, screw it, let's go to a Lakers game, and it was one of my favorite sporting events ever because all it was was like every five minutes you learned oh my god this person plays for this horrible lakers team now and we got to see did you see the clip of uh when deandre jordan was leading the fast break and airmailed the ball 
like into a different planet. It had to be like at least 19 rows deep <laughs> on the outlet. That does pass. sound vaguely, that does sound familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it, you were there to see that in person. It was, oh, it was the best. And then he was immediately cut like three days later. And earlier, <laughs> earlier, like, that's that the game, final straw, pal. Earlier in that game, as they were bringing all these like old randos in, uh, Pete said, where's DeAndre Jordan these days? I feel like he would be on this team. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I think he's on the Nets or something still. And then they brought in DeAndre Jordan. And he, man, we were like, we were basically like grabbing each other to keep from laughing too hard because we forgot. Like there were people sitting around us that were like, I've waited my whole life to go to a Lakers game. I'm a lifelong fan. This is like such an important thing to me. And the Lakers are just a catastrophe. But I got to give you credit, man. You have been... A, you were on the Warriors all season, and that sound now that sounds like yeah, well, of course it's the Warriors. They've won a million times and everything. But going into the season, people were less bullish on them, and I think right. You were you did you have Celtics in the finals going into the playoffs? I, my, my yeah, my predictions, my preseason prediction was Warriors Heat in the finals, which obviously was pretty close. Wow, yeah. And then my my pre playoff prediction was Warriors Celtics. So, but I, I will preface this by saying that every year my predictions are wildly wrong. So, but it's good to finally get some good ones in. You're also are um aren't you a volume shooter with like <laughs> not not necessarily predictions, but. I th- didn't you used to uh, hopefully I'm I'm not getting the the wrong funny uh internet person but didn't you used to like throw out predictions slash reports where you you'd say like this is uh hearing th- this is going to happen or like hearing this team Oh will- yeah actually actually yeah I forgot about that on our um on our podcast Twitter account which I forgot existed <laughs> I would tweet um predictions to so we could break the story and hope that it happened and, <laughs> Love that. Um, it was actually like curse though it was like um it was like charles barkley's guarantees where it was like <laughs> as soon as i predicted it like the opposite would happen like even there was like a you guys probably don't follow the sport of cricket that that closely i imagine mm, no but there was a um i think i tweeted that new zealand won the one day <laughs> cricket world cup and like honestly they played in the final against england and it was like in the bag. It was like they can't lose. Like if they if they had that probability technology, like I'm sure it was like ninety nine percent sure they had it. And anyway, they lost in a shocking like I can't even remember. I've deleted it from my mind. But I honestly think it was the curse of the the premature tweet. I love they were the world. I love the idea of just putting out like thirty two brackets at the beginning of the playoffs yeah. with each uh, each team in the uh, in the finals, and then at the end of the fu- at the end of the playoff run, being like, ah, I nailed it again, retweeting the, just, the right one, or just straight yeah. like uh, reporting on an event that hasn't happened to just say like so and so has won. Now I'm remembering this. You then uh, this is something that like we would do because we get distracted and then things just devolve into stuff didn't that your thing devolve into um masked singer you would say so and so yeah Yeah. like hearing that so and so like the 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 giraffe is i don't know like lionel (laughs) richie yeah 
I mean, you've got to, it, like you said, volume shooting is the way to do it. You just got to pump out. <laughs> I think I wasn't doing enough predictions, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some at some point and and look great on Twitter for sure. Hell yeah, um, yeah. How do you think the rest of this series is going to go? I initially had Warriors in six, and then, like everybody, after the fourth quarter of Game One, was like, "Wow, a sweep is in play!" Like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, and and obviously, with both Boston guys, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. I um, I think you know, game two was bad, but stick in there because you know, it's hard to say what what could happen. I think I think Boston, I think they should come out. I think they should look at the Grizzlies, and they should come out and just be so rough. Because um, I felt like the Warriors kind of did that in game two, right? Like, to me, Draymond was just, like, getting away with a bit. Oh, yeah. Like, he... Yeah. And um, so I think I think the Celtics should should do the same and just come out insanely rough. <laughs> um, and Honestly. Because like, I felt like... The, the, the roughest person in game two was Ime Udoka, just calling Draymond like a <laughs> pussy and a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> they need more of that from the from the players. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like I felt like that came it came too late though, right? Like it was right. like that was coming like after they were kind of out of it and it was like and he was I think frustrated from some of the refereeing probably and and um I'm like cuz the thing is I every year I kind of I'm a magic fan, right? But then come playoff time, I actually for years I always kind of predict the Celtics are going to do well for the last few years. And um, and I always am kind of like I, I kind of root for them a bit uh, come playoff time. But then the Warriors are kind of the same. I kind of like the Warriors. But um, I remember thinking when Draymond got suspended in that finals against LeBron for when LeBron kind of stepped over him and mm-hmm. he stood up. I was almost like I felt a little bit sorry for Draymond. And sure, he shouldn't have been in that position where he was like one more tech away from but I, I just thought the whole thing was like a bit unfair. Like it seemed like the league wanted to, you know, maybe drag out the season, uh, the series or whatever. But I actually thought, yes, in game two, I thought the opposite. I thought he'd probably give him a tick for, you know, putting his leg on, on Jalon's, Jalon, Jalon, Jalon Brown's, um, Jalen Brown's head. And, you know, I he pulled down his he pants. He also lightly attempted to pull the pants down. Yeah, you want to see that dick? Whoa. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was going for the wow. Draymond, known see, for I... the D, but I mean, was wow. really. I didn't in, se- I didn't in several se- several senses because he accidentally posted a picture of his dick to his Instagram story. That's once. true. Draymond famously wow. is a defensive mastermind, but it's very rare that Draymond exposes anybody else's D. <laughs> The wow. Celtics leaving him open to take threes, and he just can't hit them. This was his one opportunity to expose the opponent's D <laughs> by literally yeah, wow. showing the world his opponent's penis. But anyway, yeah. I think I think he could have easily been out of that game, and then you know who, who knows what what could have happened. But um, so I think Celtics stick in there. Stick in there is that an expression? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that, hang in there is usually yeah. where hang in, you, yeah. yeah, I knew it, I knew it wasn't quite right. Hang yeah. in there. I think that hang as long there. as um, it's weird because obviously the Celtics are giving up a ton of threes and a ton of points to the Warriors, but like that's always kind of gonna happen. And the Celtics are known for their defense, so I think that it's easy to think like what happens to this team defensively. 
it's so much for me just turnovers for the yes. Celtics. Like as long as you can somebody was saying this the other day and it's pretty obvious though like as long as you can set your defense if you're the Celtics you're going to be fine and you live with Steph hitting threes from god knows where and that'll be okay but it's turnovers and then them scoring off the transition like as long as the Celtics mm. don't turn the ball over it, it all it just all comes down to the offense yeah i think so mm. uh we we've had this discussion a few times uh, who do you think that this finals is more important to as a franchise the warriors or the celtics it's a great question thank um, you <laughs> i mean i'd say probably the warriors purely because That's what i said they they they're way over the salary cap right and it's like to me it's like sure they've got young pieces like but this is, I feel like the Celtics have like a, a bright, a very bright future. Like how old is Tatum? He's young. Jalen Brown's yeah. young. Yeah. Tatum's 19. <laughs> Forever. Um, no, they're like 25. They're like 24, 24 25. 25. Yeah. Robert Williams is just yeah. beginning like an absolute, like horrible contract for him. He should be so mad at Danny Ainge and should hate the Celtics uh, for really he's yeah he's gonna ha- he's gonna end up having like one of the best deals in the league it he's... yeah oh well that's good news for the Celtics. right right, right. so like they, they've got tatum locked up jalen the lot to figure out in a couple of years robert williams on a really good contract i thought going into this po- like b- before the trade deadline i was like they're not going to add anything big but they're playing well hopefully they win a round or two this year and then maybe add some shooters and they can be something but they're already now yeah. at the point where like Grant Williams has turned into a legitimate good NBA player, which isn't something a lot yeah. of people saw coming. Like Peyton Pritchard is maybe going to be like the Tyler Hero light. So, yeah, you yeah. you are right. They, they do as long as they don't screw it up. They should have the pieces. Mm. And I also, I and, mean, my the reason that I picked the Warriors is because like the war, everybody considered the Warriors to be like dead on the table, which and, is so silly. Yeah, but they were like. You know, obviously they they had a couple like horrible years, and they were like, okay, this KD leaves. They're like, okay, dynasty over. And now, like, if you win this year, it's a continuation of the previous dynasty, and that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, for sure, because I, I I like Curry. Does he have three championships? Three. Yeah. Yeah, because in my mind, they won like five in a row. You know, <laughs> right? But it's like it's like. A few, like one or two more would would be great, I think. Um, and so I think it is kind of important. Um, I had one more good point point to make. Oh no, I can't remember. Just that, like the, the Warriors, it's kind of because they're, they're such a kind of well run franchise that to me it was like kind of obvious that they'd be great at tanking the last two years as well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. That's that's my only thought. Is that like it's kind of cool that they like either like we're going for the championship or we're going for the number one yeah pick. yeah I mean, it's a way um, to do it it really James is Wiseman's yeah. not even playing i think that i know that like mm. it seems like people already kind of want to throw the towel in on him or just like overlook that uh they don't have the number two overall pick playing for them mm. right now but like that's gonna man like give that time it took robert williams a couple years before oh, people yeah. were like oh wait robert williams is very very good i think that's incredible yeah. though that they like 
tanked a year and we're like, okay, we're going to get a really good pick and then we're going to get back to competing. And the guy that they got is just not even playing and they're still back in the finals. That's, that's insane. Yeah. And I mean, like you, you mentioned the salary cap. There's nothing that makes sense to me less than the uh, NBA salary cap. It just, it seems like a suggestion more than like a, <laughs> yeah. more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little pamphlet uh, they, they send out. Late last night, for some reason, I actually watched uh, James Wiseman's rookie highlights because I realized I was like, I've never even seen him play. <laughs> and anyway, after watching them, I was like, this guy's going to be the MVP in like five wow. years. I was like, uh, yeah, I reckon he's going to be good. Like, obviously, uh, he, like he's had a bit of un- uh, a bit of unluck. He's had a bit of unluck so far, <laughs> but um, I think he's going to be good. Just like just the way the Warriors seem to kind of develop guys as well, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you're a uh, I don't know if you're a Top Shot guy, but I got into Top Shot during the pandemic, and that's folks. That's the uh, the NBA NFTs. And when I jumped in, they were like, "Okay, now you you just like buy a couple and like get your collection started, and then you get packs and everything." And I was like, "Well, what do I buy for my first one?" They were like, "I don't know, like a." cheap player you like so i scoured i did like two minutes of research uh and bought uh i bought laurie markinen for yeah, yeah. laurie markinen for like 16 dollars. and then i was like what am i doing i had to be loading up on james wiseman this guy is the absolute future and they were just like giving those things away so i was like <laughs> is there something that i don't no pete here uh i'm here to talk to you about mugsy jeans the most comfortable men's jeans on the planet Built with proprietary stretch denim, these jeans look stylish as hell, but you'll feel like you're wearing sweatpants. The most damn comfortable jeans around, Muggsy's are the stretch jean for men. They were the first to do it for men. They remove excess fabric that normally hangs off you for a fit that looks just right. They're cotton-based for breathability, and they have that classic or natural denim look and feel. That gives you more room for your balls. There's no hugging, no chafing. They're never too baggy, never too skinny. Always just right. Uh, Muggsy also just dropped 10 fresh new designs for their swim collection. Oh boy, we're going swimming this summer. The greatest thing to hit pools since the cannonball is here, Muggsy Swim. Choose your ride with two potential inseams of seven and nine inches. Uh, These things have no effing netting. Muggsy has form-fitting liner that hugs your thighs like an old friend. You know, those old friends that just caress your thighs. Everybody has them. Everybody loves them. The super stretch fabric makes it qu- makes for a quicker drying surface. So free your balls from uncomfortable swimsuits this year with Muggsy. Use promo code BRUNCH for 10% off your entire order. Do your legs a favor and head on over to Muggsy.com. M-U-G-S-Y.com to pick up a pair of the most co- comfortable jeans or swim trunks ever worn that's mugsy.com for 10 percent off your entire order using promo code brunch i will say speaking of the pandemic and quarantine uh you paul my my last concert before the pandemic hit was a paul williams show in new york city which was a terrific show it was a great time there were dudes in Man, like, I, I know that, like, If You Know You Know has been co-opted by white people and is no longer about 
like cocaine and stuff, but <laughs> it's such it was such a like if you're aware of Paul Williams, you fucking are all the way in on this. There were so many people with like Rudy Gobert jerseys and there was a collection of, of dudes that had everybody that was named in number yes. one. It, I I felt bad because this girl kept being like, Look at their jerseys and I was like kinda like, Yeah, yeah, like um <laughs> NBA jersey. Cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and then I realized, I realized that it was all the players referenced in that song. And I was like, oh, I feel bad for like just being like cool. Like, cool. This, I've seen a amazing. jersey before. I watched the NBA all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, yeah, yeah when, it was when, really cool. When people, uh, so I've, I've shown that song to bath, to friends who are basketball fans and everything. And the part that always gets people and makes me know that like I'm not, or I haven't been the basketball head that I've become in recent years is uh, please don't do me like they did Nerland's Noel because I didn't know that apparently like they showed him at the draft like bummed as he was waiting and like I showed to one of my friends and my friend was like do you know what that reference is because that is the most incredible thing that this is in a song but anyway I'll stop blowing smoke and I'll say at that concert you played a new song and uh you name checked Marcus Smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I got to release that song. You should. Um, it was good. Yeah, I was actually. Yeah, I was thinking that in the as I was watching the other day, I, I thought about that that line and um, yeah. If the Celtics pull this out, that that reference is only going to increase in value. So I've <laughs> I've picked well. Yeah. But, um, yeah. What was the lie? It was like uh, um, it was like she she's Marcus Smart. So, so it was it was like a basketball love type of analogy, maybe yeah, right? Yeah, I think it's um, I'm Marcus Smart, and your heart is a ball on the floor. <laughs> That's awesome. Because you know he's often he's often jumping on those one down. things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah. Um, or trying to wrest it from somebody else even there's so many things you could do with <laughs> yeah. I, I do love the idea of you just having like a stable of songs that reference nba players <laughs> and what dictates when you release them is like the apex of their nba <laughs> career and you're like ah, yeah. anthony bennett i don't think this one's gonna work out you guys can just have <laughs> yeah this one you're now. like I, I have a whole james wiseman catalog after watching those james wiseman yeah. highlights but i've been burned by top picks before <laughs> yeah shit that's um, not bad actually like I want to make a song about you, but I've been burned before. And it's like <laughs> talking about James Wise. It's like, no, th- this one actually isn't about love at all. It is strictly saying <laughs> I'm tempted to make a song comparing James Wiseman to some sort of romantic situation. But Anthony Bennett absolutely fucked me. <laughs> yeah. Do you know if he, if uh, Anthony Bennett knows uh, of surf music? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I want some, the only player who potentially I, my is uh mo bamba just once on his facebook which I, i'm sure he probably doesn't even run you know like his like fan page mm. rather than like a personal account and he was like what do you guys get this was like two years ago or whatever and he was like what are you guys getting up to this summer or something like <laughs> in the comments which sounds like more like a social media manager, but I was, I said something about like, like a super sincere post because, because I, I knew like if I did something funny, like it probably wouldn't get a response. So I was like real sincere and it was like, um, hoping to work on some new music or something like that. And then 
the Mobamba account verified was like, um, was like, oh, what kind of music? And then I think I just sent a link. Um, so, you know, there's a chance, but I feel like it's probably just some social media person. But still, I'm going to, in my mind, uh, Mo Bamba listened to it. Well, but. it's about time somebody makes a song about Mo Bamba. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. You No know yeah, one ever did yeah. that. Yeah. I forgot yeah, about that. that yeah, was, yeah. was that a good song? I don't know. I don't remember if it was good, but I remember it was very popular. It was very, very popular. I, yeah. I liked it. I liked it pre-Orlando pre taking him. Um and uh yeah i don't i don't know uh if tiktok was around them but i feel like that would have been oh, a very been popular huge. tiktok song yeah that would have been mm. huge um if you could podcast with any nba player who would it be and that could mean a guest or something but also i mean think of how many are in the game right now like draymond has a very good podcast your boy Orlando Magic legend JJ Redick is just really, really rising through the ranks. Who, who's mm. which NBA players do you fuck with as podcasters? Um, honestly, I've never listened to a podcast, but Whoa. Um, just a single no, podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, ha- I have listened to podcasts. I have. Ne- I actually, this is going to sound crazy. I've never listened to Draymond's podcast. Which just sounds wild. I've seen the odd clip online, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but do, so, does it have to be someone who has a podcast, or can it just be any current? NBA no, like player? who do you think? Who do you think? I mean, you you interact with them on social mm-hmm. media. You high five yeah. players at, at games. You have a <laughs> you have a pretty good uh, finger on the pulse of the personality yeah. of the NBA. Um, I'm gonna say Anthony Edwards. Ooh. I think he's funny. Okay. Um, yeah, I think he's funny in interviews. Um, and get him on a podcast, and it, you'll have you'll have fire. He, um, I love. There's a video of him at like the summer league one year where he talks about um, swimming at the lake, and um, and she's like, "Can you swim?" And he's like, "Like Michael Phelps." He's just he's just got great <laughs> quotes like that. Um, although there was the one where he was like. He scored like you know forty points or something, and the guy was like, "What were you, what were you seeing? Uh, like, how did that feel?" And he was like, "I felt like Black Jesus." And then he's like, "What were you seeing?" And he's like, "I saw the defender in front of me, and I saw fear in his eyes." <laughs> and he's just got a great way with words. Um, so I think get him, get him a podcast ASAP. That would be uh, such a great podcast, you and Anthony Edwards, because. You're a very uh, chill and thoughtful guy. He just sounds extremely dramatic. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. the idea of um, asking a guest, though, like who they would like to podcast with. And then like the very next episode featuring Anthony Edwards on brunch oh, and just completely cucking the previous guest. <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder. I mean, we tried for a while. But this predates him on the Celtics. I always uh, Kyrie was always like a white whale guest for us because I was like I would just love yeah. to have him on whenever I would send requests to the Cavaliers PR I'd be like I cannot stress enough I we would like to have him on to discuss 90s television because he has a friend's tattoo mm-hmm. and we like mm. having we like having people on that might be known for one thing to discuss mm. what kind of piques their interest that might not necessarily be the biggest like if the- that's the thing 
I'm always so annoyed that like the athletes only get asked kind of topical sports questions. Totally. I'm like, I just want to know every player's favorite movies. Like mm-hmm. when you were talking about investing in players before they blow up, I bought several. Um, do you guys know the the website Cameo? Yeah. Right. So um, when Chuma Okiki got drafted by the Magic and was out for his rookie season, he was on there for $16. So I was just constantly... Um, <laughs> cashing in. <laughs> cashing in. And um, I'm trying to think. Uh, his favorite movie, uh, Menace to Society. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So instead of it, asking a- him on Cameo to like say something for you, you just asked him questions and be like, please answer this. <laughs> That's awesome. I was getting the scoop for the for the podcast. We had an idea um, uh, where we would do a we would stream a live show in which we got a guest via cameo. So we we would start we would kick off the party by paying out of our own pockets to have the guest for let's say five minutes, and during the conversation, people in the chat can decide whether they feel they it's like a payphone like would you like this to continue okay well then you have to insert money because we need to pay this person for more of their time and they would probably clean the hell up like we got we got a cameo from brad garrett do you know who that is he uh the, do you know the american show uh, everybody loves raymond yes yes so he plays the yeah he plays the depressed like, brother no, what what's crazy is I hadn't thought about that show for years, and then yesterday I listened to a podcast where they mention it, and then at dinner it this my one? friend mentioned it. <laughs> no, we always no. talk about yeah. that show. Oh right, and then, but anyway, it was just three references in the spell of about uh, like two hours, and it was crazy. But anyway, now this the next day. Wow, what's happening? When it rains, it pours, loves. man. Doesn't that ever happen? Where yeah, you when see it, it? when it rays, it pours. Whoa. Mm. It d- no, it didn't really work. Yeah, right. Anyway, and um, yeah, um, we, <laughs> yeah, but doesn't that happen though? Like you, you, you'll see a word that you're like, oh, I don't know what that word is, and you look it up. You'll be like, okay, now I know this word. And within like two hours, you'll hear somebody mm-hmm. fucking say that word. It's crazy. Shit like that does happen. But yeah, we got uh, we got Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond <laughs> to like announce to do like a show update for us. And it was like, what was it? It was Great. like four hundred dollars yeah. or something. So if wow, if we got if we got a guest and did that thing, and people paid to keep that person on, that person's probably making like thousands 8, of dollars, dollars to yeah. do one podcast episode. Yeah, we'd, we'd just be the like most insolvent. lucrative podcast get in history. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had one more. Th- oh, uh, are you aware or were you aware of the Grant Williams Batman thing? No. So Grant Williams defended uh, Nikola Jokic well. And oh. after a game, after the game, he was saying, that's right. Like, call me Batman. Call me Batman. And he was saying it because he stopped the Joker. Okay. Yeah. But. Uh, so the media media members asked other Celtics players at the at their press conferences about that, and there were just some. I think like something was maybe lost in translation or communication, and all they all they got was Grant says that he wants to be called Batman. Are you <laughs> going to call him Batman? <laughs> and they, I I don't think there was like because he stopped the Joker. They were just like. Fucking Grant, or like they, they, they uh, yeah. Jason Tatum was like, uh, 
I don't know about that. Grant's uh, Grant played great tonight. I'm going to call him Grant. I'm not calling him no damn Batman. And then like Jalen Brown kind of said something similar. And the next game, Grant Williams in his post game press conference, which usually post game press conference is supposed to be like focused on the game. That's yeah. generally not when you're getting silly. He on his phone had uh, come up with a would it be DC Universe, Marvel Universe, whatever he had? I think it was Marvel. Yeah, he had what each player on the Celtics was, and it was like truly the, the nerdiest of nerd shit. shit. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was like it was very much was on the fence between like extremely nerdy and just like just cringe. <laughs> I love that for yeah. him. But it was it was, you it was hilarious. Any of the any of the like comparisons? I remember that he said that he was uh Spider-Man and then somebody in the uh press conference was like, "Wait, so you're Spider-Man?" Wait, how can you be Spider-Man? You're Batman. And he was like, I'm talking about the Marvel, whatever you yeah. yeah, he was Marvel. like, Batman doesn't yeah. exist. So I don't know anything about superhero stuff, but he was like, Batman doesn't exist. It, it, it was like a very sincere, yeah. like, dude, keep up. We're not fucking talking <laughs> about Batman anymore. Get a load of this fucking I always, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I always had, uh, I'm going to reveal myself. I, I'm not really into the, the Marvel movies either, but I always found it funny. Do you guys remember the rapper B.O.B.? Of yes. course. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta boy. Yeah. And oh yes, and he he had the uh, the song with Bruno Mars. Um, uh, nothing on you, girls. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and he one of his end lines of his verse was like, "You're my Wonder Woman. Call me Mister Fantastic. Stop. Yes. Now think about it. And it's like you stop and think about it, and you're like, it's about his penis. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. That's what you thought, but I was like Wonder Woman DC. Mr. Fantastic Marvel never met. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess he's saying he's never met her because different comic book universe. Wow. Yeah, um, my my mind just went straight to he's talking about his <laughs> penis. It extends a lot. My favorite B.O.B. Uh, so B.O.B. kind of fell off or he, he did fall off, but he had a couple mm. of like very cool lines i uh one song i believe he said uh on point like a decimal is <laughs> love that yeah because yeah. a decimal is a, that's a, like a little point yeah yeah pretty yeah, good some people would say B-O-B, that yeah blb was was good he kind of uh fell off though uh did you see that they're making another joker movie you were a huge fan of todd phillips uh joker with joaquin phoenix i believe Wait, you called you it that? Because uh, on your podcast, did you guys did uh, Paul's movie reviews, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Paul's movie reviews. We, yeah. And you were like, I saw a couple of movies. I saw Wedding, like uh, Marriage Story, and I saw Joker. And your brother was like, okay, give me the Joker review. And you were like, cool. Trash fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I didn't like it, but is, is it actually the same like universe? Yes, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wakeen, like Wakeen again. Wow. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. They the early rumblings based off of the script title. It has like some secondary name that it's in a different language, but it's like it means like the immersion of two psychotic hearts or psychotic yeah. souls. So Ooh. I think that it's like the Joker Harley Quinn origin story. 
Interesting. Wow. I yeah. I remember your I, biggest issue with the movie was uh, that you're you're a, a a theater guy, like you know plays. Yeah. And your yeah. issue was that they sang a that they the bullies knew a Stephen Sondheim song, like <laughs> all of the yeah. lyrics. All the lyrics for this Broadway show number, pretty niche, pretty niche song. Sending the clowns and um, <laughs> and yeah, beat a guy up on a train while yeah, it was like a bunch of like that. finance bros too, like not yeah, definitely yeah. not like theater thugs. <laughs> <laughs> the theater thugs got me again. Yeah, what was it this time, Sondheim? Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, into the woods, they sang into the woods. Well. Um, <laughs> no um they uh slightly unrelated but back to batman they um we recently watched the uh netflix there was like a few there was like a neymar little series of a few mm. episodes uh the footballer or for americans soccer player neymar um and he had in his house in paris he has a big self-portrait where it's him doing a shush kind of sign with his finger but then half his face is Batman and the other half is the Joker. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny because like, you know, he's obviously he's showing the kind of, um, you know, good versus evil. or The, the duality you know, the of man. Of, mm. Yeah. The, yeah. And it's like, if only there was a Batman character that perfectly showed like the two face. <laughs> um, and anyway, I, lo- I loved that. But like, obviously... You know, Batman and Joker is cooler than Two Face, but um, still, I did find that funny. Celebrities love getting unhinged portraits of themselves <laughs> and hanging them in their house for everybody to oh. see. I recently, again, it's a cricket thing. You guys must think I'm obsessed with cricket, but I, I barely follow it. But um, recently, a, an Australian cricketing legend passed away, uh, Sh- Shane Warne, and I recently found out about his. Um, a, p- a painting he had done, his kind of unhinged uh, portrait. And you should definitely check it out because I'm not going to do it justice explaining it. But basically, he painted like his dream um, party. And him. there's a video somewhere of him describing it. And it's, it's really nice. It's like sitting out by a pool. It's like um, Sinatra... Um, Jack Nicholson holding a big box of um, Victoria Bitters beer. Um, JFK, a Boston. He's a Massachusetts guy, Oh, yeah, right? sure is. So JFK is there. Alvis, Mick Jagger, um, Bruce Springsteen. Anthony Muhammad Edwards. Ali. This is the, oh, I was going to say this is the whitest party ever, but then Muhammad Ali's <laughs> oh, there. Yeah, Muhammad Ali's there to, um, for some diversity. Uh, James Bond. Um <laughs> Fictional characters. <laughs> yes. Um, one of his... Actually, Santa Claus. I'm looking at it right now. I can't tell who that is. Um, I said Elvis, I think. Um, oh, Marilyn Monroe. There are, there are. I don't know who that woman is. Oh, is that Angelina Jolie, maybe? <laughs> oh, no um, way. Maybe. But then one of his teammates, Michael Clark, is there for some reason. <laughs> and he's talking to Chris Martin from Coldplay. <laughs> And um, anyway, it's a great painting, and um, and, and Shane Warne's Shane Warne standing there um, talking to 
uh, Bruce Springsteen, who I think is holding a cricket ball, and he's like, yeah, there's me talking to Bruce about cricket. <laughs> and I just love that he's like, anyway, it's an iconic painting. I love, that he, I love that he had one person from his actual life in the, in the <laughs> yeah. mix who's like, here's my dream party, and only one motherfucker that yeah. I actually <laughs> know is invited. <laughs> That's so incredible. You, uh, yeah. you mentioned Muhammad Ali, and uh, I know that you're a, you're a Beach Boys guy. Correct. Oh, big time. Surf music yeah. inspired by how good listening to the Beach Boys makes you feel, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so this isn't a Mike Love friendly podcast. Uh, we've never had him on. Won't have him on. Yeah, we fucking hate Mike Love. No Mike Love around here. But uh, did, yeah, have Mike you, hate. Yeah, that's you, right. Fuck yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure it, Mike Love, the uncle of Kevin Love, uh, did. <laughs> have you have you seen? The Beach Boys Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. I, I yeah, not in a long time, but yes. But yeah, Mike Love just talking absolute ragtime, just making not one word of sense. And then he, at one point he goes, "But what I'm talking about is forget this room, man. That's why I'm here with Muhammad Ali." And like they cut to Muhammad Ali, and he like stands up, and it's the most random fucking thing in the world. <laughs> so when you were dis- when you were talking about the people in that painting, and you're like, toss Muhammad Ali in there. I was like, oh, this is a Mike Love friendly painting. Just randomly, there's Mike Love in the corner pointing at Muhammad Ali at this party. Uh, do do you know about? You don't know because Pete and maybe I've mentioned it on the pod. Maybe we, did we ever discuss the Beach Boys uh, legacy Twitter account shenanigans yes. yeah, on yeah. here? Okay, so there's a account I follow called Beach Boys Legacy. And they just tweet old pictures of the Beach Boys, and they're great. And for a good solid month, I wasn't quote tweeting this, I wasn't talking about it, but now I, I, I guess I talk about it a bunch because I, I need some recognition for it. But I would just respond to <laughs> whatever things they tweeted. So they'd be like, here's a picture of the Beach Boys in like 1968 performing on whatever show. And I would respond, I replaced Mike Love with blank, so now it's better. And I would just like do insane photoshops. Like Great. Clifford the Big Red Dog was in there. I don't know yeah. if you know Cliff. Uh, Cliff's a oh big time. Yeah, it, definitely yeah, yeah, big yeah. time. That thing, that guy is fucking huge. Yeah, they don't call him Clifford the Small Red Dog. <laughs> but like old, like bit, like old, like character actors who there was a dinosaur in there one time. I think. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Well, one of the dinosaurs from the show, dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, and it was a huge dinosaur, so it kind of ended up taking over the whole picture. But you can like maybe lightly see like Al Jardine in the background or something. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's that. Paul, uh, man, I got to check that out. I, I have I, a I completely missed that. <laughs> I have a random question for you. This has been something that I've been asking basically everybody in my life for the past two weeks. Uh, do you think mm-hmm. that Italians have a claim to salad? Um, <laughs> I, I first thought was no, but then I'm thinking a Caesar salad. Hmm? Caesar was Italian, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assume that's a recipe that he created. There are not um, one, but two types of Italian dressing. Yeah, I mean, but then like. There's a lot of salads that actually have, like, you know, a Greek salad, like that has Greek in it, in the title, or I've, like a Thai, 
a Thai noodle salad or something? I'm not saying that Italians have a monopoly on salad, but I think that they have a claim to salad. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like a minority owner of salad? Oh, yeah, I could see that. Also, uh, you're in Australia right now. Do you think that Australia is one of the Thousand Islands? That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what way like from the dressing. Yeah, yes. from the dressing. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, probably. It's okay. a big island, but I mean, how many islands are there on the world? I was thinking about that. There's got to be more than a thousand. There's like easily like a thousand fifty, thousand, thousand thirty. Yeah, because there's got to be because there are private islands, there are like small islands. I guess, and I guess are, in, I'm like going Dubai to guess twenty thousand. That's maybe that's crazy. How many? Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Even you know, I, th- I don't think that's crazy. Stuff, they're like they're making new islands. I was looking at Qatar today on a map. They just build them. Yeah, have you ever been on a man-made island? I, I, yeah, I think so. I've been to a place in Singapore called Sentosa, and it was insane. It was like every tourist thing you can think of on one <laughs> island. And then they'd like man-made this tropical beach. And then you looked out, and there was just a thousand container ships just in the ocean. It was wow. kind of cool. The, uh, yeah. the Oceaga Music Festival in Montreal is on just like an island that they built. It was for... Was that for the World Fair? That's it. Exactly. Yeah. For the world like fair, looking, yeah, okay. What a what a fucking smart guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, so let's get some final answers on how many islands we think there are because uh, I have Googled this. I said what did I? I said twenty. You 000. said twenty thousand. I'm gonna guess four thousand. I'm going low. One dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lowballing. I'm going. Um, I mean, it's hard though because it's like. Is a tiny island in some like lake, you know? Like, what are they counting as islands? Right, like uh, designated um, islands or something. So like, that's something yeah. to consider with this answer because okay. countries contain islands. Didn't think about that, yeah. right? Yeah. So go, we're we're um, only talking uh, islands that are designated as countries. No. Okay. No, I mean, I'm gonna go. The, the only answer I got was total islands. From, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go eighteen hundred. That's low. That's too low. All right. Per Google, this is from WorldPopulationReview.com. That's uh, that sounds like very like WorldStarHipHop.com. Mm-hmm. But to the extent of anyone's knowledge, if we were to so the answer starts with I don't know. Uh, <laughs> to the extent of anyone's knowledge, if we were to total all of the islands belonging to the world's countries, along with the islands belonging to Antarctica and other unclaimed territories, the world contains approximately 670,000 total islands. Yowza. Wow. That's redonkulous. <laughs> I guess 1,800. <laughs> so more. Yeah, you weren't over. That's good. <laughs> yeah. You uh, you would come in last place, but you didn't. you didn't. You wouldn't disqualify. You didn't bust. Yeah, you didn't bust. Yeah. What, what would have been a bust? Uh, uh, 670,001. Yeah. And oh, yeah, right. Busting's going over. That's like. Well, there's the, several ways to bust, like, but this is the one that we're yeah, talking okay. about now. Lord, like, yeah, what's sweet. the what's the clip of the guy saying? I'm about to bust. Lord, Lord forgive me. I'm about to bust. Who is Lord, it? have mercy. I'm about to bust. Who is it? Is that anybody notable? <laughs> I don't know who it is. Interesting. <laughs> I feel that, like, busting and, like, <laughs> 
uh, Bustin humor is uh, kind of not a, necessarily making a comeback, but it's just very socially acceptable. There's a wide range on, of Bustin humor on on Twitter, which is strange. Like even uh, it's like uh, this is kind of different, but Ime Udoka so famously got teed up for calling Draymond Green uh, a pussy. Mm-hmm. That word I thought had kind of taken a break and had kind of gone away for a little bit, but now like everybody just uses it's that coming back. Everybody uses that word again. I don't know that there was ever a time where like Boston <laughs> gifts were hot in the streets, but they're used all the time now. My favorite one. There's a one wow. of uh, Winnie the Pooh where he uh, something like pokes him and his stuffing comes out and he says. Uh, oh no! I've cream puffed. <laughs> so good po- uh, basketball talk with uh, Paul Williams. You can check out his <laughs> albums, uh, surf music. Uh, wait, wait, wait! Is this is this me leaving? <laughs> Probably <laughs> by your choice. <laughs> no, no, not just because you mentioned, and I just saw your comment, your messages before, and you mentioned, have I seen Top Gun Maverick? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So you said you were like, yeah. so just wanted to check. We're just generally talking uh, NBA Finals, and you've been on this podcast before. You know that we're a couple of wild cards. We're not afraid to uh, take a turn here or there. But I was like, yeah, uh, basketball, and I mean, it would be good to know if you've seen Top Gun Maverick. So we could have you seen it? it? Yes, twice, twice. Yeah, right. I just I saw it for the first time last night. What do you feel? Five stars. Fuck yeah. Fox. It is out of five. Hell yeah. That is. Uh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Should clarify, uh, five is the maximum. Okay. In my in my stars, um, and wow, what a flick! It is an amazing <laughs> movie. It is amazing. So good. It's I, one of my all time favorite movies. It was so good. I genuinely felt like I started crying at moments that weren't even like sad, just because I was like just loving loving being there, <laughs> like. Like there was just a sailing montage, and I was just like tearing up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Conley and Cruz just out there on the water, sailing. Yeah, I love the idea of just crying during like flight training exercises, being like, "This is the best." But oh my yeah, god, the yeah. actors had to learn how to actually fly the plane for this. This is I am, I'm overwhelmed. Oh, it's good though. It's really good, and I loved. Um, I love just like how it just didn't get like you've probably have you talked about it already on your podcast? Oh, yeah. but I just loved how, how they were like often. how they were like, here's the mission and it's important, let's do it. Yes. And like who ca- who cares who it is or why? It's like when we're not explaining it, it's just happening. I yeah, love and that. They, That's they one of my favorite parts. Get on with it. They, they have these like nameless, is. faceless villains, bad guys mm. that you don't need to know about at all. Just focus on the goddamn mission. But and like for a for a movie that runs over two hours, that really is all they're doing. And they drill it into your head without you feeling like it's too much or whatever. That by the time I've, I said this on one of the earlier episodes we did about this by the time they're doing like the test run you know you're like oh shit i don't think this person's gonna do well with the climb out if like why the fuck would we know and think and care about the climb out but they've just like mm. yeah you have like scouting our... reports on each of the f- the pilots going into the yeah mission. you're like oh god damn it rooster you're gonna go slow again so <laughs> my, my biggest one of my favorite things about the movie and I've, i'm repeating myself because i said this to pete already is that rooster 
is just like a, a bad pilot because he doesn't mm. fly planes fast enough. And yeah. he's like that, that that's trying to be he's trying to make that his job, but he doesn't fly the planes right. That is so like mm. I don't know if you saw um the Mighty Ducks movies, but like one of the kids mm. was a great skater and he's on this basically the ver- like some kids version of the Olympics. His only thing is he just can't stop. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's a pretty if big you're part. a skater, you have to know how to stop. I love that Rooster yeah. is like I'm going to be one of the greats. I'm going to do what he just does. He's not good at flying planes though. That's his only, his yeah. only little thing. You, you say that though, but we could pull this back to the NBA. Like you think how many players there are whose only job is basketball and they get paid millions of dollars and then they just can't do huge part. Like, you know, they just can't play any defense <laughs> or they cannot shoot the ball at all. It's like, it does kind of happen, you know, Rooster, he's, He's Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um, or, you know, he's um, Ben Simmons. Um, it happens. But anyway, what a flick. Well, I was not Ben that, Simmons because uh, he Simmons actually gets hangman. in the plane. Right, yeah. Ben Simmons is hangman. <laughs> yeah, true. Because actually, Ben <laughs> oh, Simmons man. is hangman in a lot of ways. There's just like so much just fucking there. And you're like, oh, God, hangman's here. I guess we're going to talk about hangman. But hangman doesn't actually play the mission. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine if, as the Celtics were about to sweep the the Nets, where like the Nets were dead. We knew it was over. And the Nets knew it was over. Much like may contain spoilers, uh, Maverick and Rooster are like, we can't get this last one. He's got us. We're out of ammo. And Ben Simmons shows up in like the final minute <laughs> of Game Four. Hits a bunch of threes, which like he would never do, and then defeats the Celtics. That would be yeah. him finishing the the Hangman storyline. I would yeah. I would have said uh, Rooster and Maverick handshake. Ben Simmons can't shoot. Yes, correct. Because <laughs> they both can't shoot. They're out of they're out of <laughs> ammo. Do, do I don't wonder? Do they just <laughs> do they ever just like shoot their flares? They used up all the flares. It's just like, fuck you. We're just going to get in front of you and drop some flares <laughs> on your ass. Like banana peels in Mario Kart. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, it's a okay. good movie, though. It's a good movie. I'm, yeah. It's something about hearing somebody say that they saw Top Gun Maverick and thought it was awesome. Like, I haven't spoken to anybody who was like, it was good. But yeah. everyone's like, yes, it was the best. Let's yes. high five about it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's why I like when everybody – that's why I, I like, hey, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? Because if they say yes, I know what they, is coming next. Right. And it, they're going to be very time. excited to talk about it. So, hell yeah. Party time. Do you have uh, – go ahead. Well, I saw a friend on 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 uh, the app Letterbox said, like, I feel like even if you haven't seen the first Top Gun, you would like this. And I can confirm, as I have not seen the original Top Gun, I love this movie. So, I would say – my recommendation, Pete and I will give you different recommendations on this. I will say don't screw up a good thing. Because <laughs> And go back and watch the first I think the one. Top Gun is bad. Well Top I, Gun's like I would not say Top Gun is bad, but now that you've seen Top Gun Maverick, there's no reason to go back and watch Top Gun, the original one. Yeah, because it's worse okay. and you've already gotten all the information that you need. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would say like if you were gonna go if you were like, I'm gonna go see Top Gun Maverick, should I see Top Gun first? I would say yes. But like with the caveat that the new one is better, so don't yeah, let the yeah. first one 
dampen your excitement for the sequel. I gotcha. feel that uh, I feel that you would be a big Mamma Mia, here we go again head. Have you seen that? <laughs> I saw that in cinemas, yes. So good. I mean, t- talking about a scene on the water that makes you tear up, <laughs> yeah. when they're... When young Arriving. Bill, young, yeah, they are vibing, they are flirting, they're singing, <laughs> why did it have to be me? It is a good-ass time, but similar, like, Mamma Mia, the first movie, for me, not so good. Not really great. I liked yeah. the lay your, all, your love on me scene, but other than that, wasn't amazing. Uh, Mamma Mia 2, though, is just perfect. So, similar, I mean, Paddington also. Yeah, Paddington. Paddington 1, oh, don't Paddington. need it. Paddington 2, Incredible. one of the all-time I'm- greats. I, I mean, I like Home Alone, but to me, and it's the critics did not agree, I love Home Alone, too. Oh, yeah. Boston, New York. One and, and two are both, it, like, A-plus for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I love number one as well, but I, I don't... I, I was shocked when I saw on Rotten Tomatoes that it had, like, 25%. Is it? Really? Uh, number two. Number really? Two, yeah, like, I think they didn't like it. They well, like I it mean, I, I, I could see critics being like, this is lazy. They just ran it back. But they put yeah. in. But he was lost in New York. Th- he wasn't lost <laughs> yeah, in Chicago I, anymore. No, to me, it's it's very different, and it's like sure, it's more different than a lot of other franchises that you know have similar similar things happening. I mean, yeah, I mean the the, the, the second one, he's lost. The first one, he isn't. True. First one, he the first one is. I always say like Home Alone was the first Saw movie. It's like. Yeah. It's somebody has to turn their house, which they know intimately, into a, a death survival. Trap. Yes. Yeah, right. Like in, into like how is how are these walls and these doors and like a lot of fire going to <laughs> how save can I my weaponize life? household appliances? Right. And the second one, there's just like a lot of like fuck. I am a kid and I am in New York. And John Mulaney does have the uh, great observation that because of New York's grid system, even a child. After a few minutes, should have their bearings in New York, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's a completely different premise. Uh, I don't know if you know this. We have another podcast called Tomato Fights, and uh, this is a million dollar idea. So hold on to your hat. We take two wow. movies with the same Rotten Tomatoes score and discuss which is better. And wow. we always have a third panelist. At some point, would love to do one with you. We've got this big document. Where it's like an Excel spreadsheet where I just constantly go on Rotten Tomatoes and search for random movies, insert their scores, so we know if someone's like, hey, you should do this movie, we could be like, ah, you know what, that's a 41, let's see what other 41s we have. It's a great time. That's really cool, and man, I want to do that so bad. (laughs) Absolutely. Home Alone 2 would be a a good one. uh, I'll have to check the, uh, the old document. But yeah, Paul... You are the greatest. It's super cool chatting with you. We'll continue to bump your music. Hopefully the Celtics win and you can put out that song referencing Marcus Smart. Yeah, true. I mean, I'm going to put it out regardless because <laughs> it doesn't really change the lyric. Like, I think it, my dream thing would be that he dives for some loose balls, um, which he's going to do. Ooh, but here's the uh, thing. What if yeah, what so if there's like a... What's Derek a, what, White is like kind of surpassing him. No, right but what now. if there's like an iconic moment in the finals where there's a loose ball and Marcus Smart does not dive for it and then you like miss the boat <sighs> on your opportunity to release Well, that would be song. like the Anthony Bennett thing. Then then it's like yeah, cute, right? It's Maybe? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's, it's fine. It's fine. Because, you know, I, I, 
I keep doing a thing where I keep putting in details into songs that change. The main thing is my age. And then I'll sing it five years later and it'll be like, I'm this, I'm this old. And then I'm like, why did I, why did I say that? Cause now I'm five years older <laughs> and it doesn't rhyme, you know? And it's like, and I, so, I, so it's, I think it's fine. If, if he loses his reputation as being a hard nose, um, diver for loose, loose balls. He was at one stage, like um, three years ago when I, when I wrote that song. Yeah, like, but he's gonna get like two knees, and he like yeah. won't be able to dive ever again. And be like, oh wow, yeah, this is this was definitely like twenty. This was written in like twenty nineteen for sure. That was yeah. there's this guy, you know that yeah, guy Marcus yeah, yeah. Smart, and you're like, what the politician who just like is always standing up? Yeah, well, he in the early part of his basketball career, before he famously never dove for balls, he would dive for balls. So this reference tracks for when it was written. Uh, oh well, yeah. yeah, Paul, you're the best. We appreciate you uh, chatting with us. We'll keep. No, bumping all your stuff and hopefully see some uh ho- hopefully you can report that the celtics have uh defeated the golden state warriors in uh yeah let's say six games okay okay um thanks so much for having me i appreciate it and i'm sorry for uh forgetting and being late my 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 guy there is a 14 hour time zone difference it should be easy for my brain to work that way. Just be like, okay, oh. just change from AM to PM. And wait, wait, Add you said O. Oh, did I get fourteen wrong? No, no, no. I'm just saying. I think your time conversion was perfect. Yeah. I just okay. completely blanked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, no, no that's uh, that's cool. Shout out to you. All the cool shit you do, Paul. Uh, we appreciate you. <laughs> we'll do a tomato fights with you. Very keen. Very awesome. Keen. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Good talking to you. See you later.